Section 8 of Omega, The Last Days of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Omega, The Last Days of the World by Camille Flammarion. Part 1, Chapter 6, Part 2. As in the case of comets, so with other unusual phenomena, such as total solar eclipses, mysterious suns appearing suddenly in the skies, showers of shooting stars, great volcanic eruptions accompanied with the darkness of night, and seeming to threaten the burial of the world in ashes, earthquakes overthrowing and engulfing houses and cities, all these grand and terrible events have been connected with the fear of an immediate and universal end of men and things. The history of eclipses alone would suffice to fill a volume no less interesting than the history of comets. Confining our attention to a modern example, one of the last total eclipses of the sun, visible in France, that of August 12, 1654, had been foretold by astronomers and its announcement had produced great alarm. For some it meant the overthrow of states and the fall of Rome. For others it signified a new deluge, there were those who believed that nothing less than the destruction of the world by fire was inevitable, while the more collected anticipated the poisoning of the atmosphere. Belief in these dreaded results were so widespread that in order to escape them, and by the express order of physicians, many terrified people shut themselves up in closed cellars, warmed and perfumed. We refer the reader especially to the second evening of Le Mans of Fontenelle. Another writer of the same century, Petit, to whom we referred a moment ago, in his dissertation on the nature of comets, says that the consternation steadily increased up to the fatal day, and that a country curate, unable to confess all who believed their last hour was at hand, at sermon time told his parishioners not to be in such haste, for the eclipse had been put off for a fortnight and these good people were as ready to believe in the postponement of the eclipse as they had been in its malign influence. At the time of the last total solar eclipses visible in France, namely those of May 12, 1706, May 22, 1724, and July 8, 1842, as also of the partial ones of October 9, 1847, July 28, 1851, March 15, 1858, July 18, 1860, and December 22, 1870, there was more or less apprehension on the part of the timid, at least we know from trustworthy sources, that in each of these cases these natural phenomena were interpreted by a certain class in Europe as possible signs of divine wrath, and in several religious educational establishments the pupils were requested to offer up prayers as the time of the eclipse drew near. This mystical interpretation of the order of nature is slowly disappearing among enlightened nations, and the next total eclipse of the sun, visible in southern France on May 28, 1900, will probably inspire no fear on the French side of the Pyrenees, but it might be premature to make the same statement regarding those who will observe it from the Spanish side of the mountains. Among uncivilized people, these phenomena excite today the same terror which they once did among us. This fact is frequently attested by travelers, especially in Africa. During the eclipse of July 18, 1860, in Algeria, 
men and women resorted to prayer or fled affrighted to their homes during the eclipse of july twenty ninth eighteen seventy eight which was total in the united states a negro suddenly crazed with terror and persuaded that the end of the world was coming cut the throats of his wife and children it must be admitted that such phenomena are well calculated to overwhelm the imagination the sun the god of day the star upon whose light we are dependent grows dim and just before it becomes extinguished takes on a sickly and mournful hue the light of the sky pales the animal creation is stricken with terror the beast of burden falters at his task the dog flees to its master the hen retreats with her brood to the coop the birds cease their songs and have been seen even to drop dead with fright arago relates that during the total eclipse of the sun at perpignan on july eighth eighteen forty two twenty thousand spectators were assembled forming an impressive spectacle when the solar disk was nearly obscured an irresistible anxiety took possession of everybody each felt the need of sharing his impressions with his neighbor a deep murmur arose like that of the far-away sea after a storm this murmur deepened as the crescent of light grew less and when it had disappeared and sudden darkness had supervened the silence which ensued marked this phase of the eclipse as accurately as the pendulum of our astronomical clock the magnificence of the spectacle triumphed over the petulance of youth over the frivolity which some people mistake for a sign of superiority over the indifference which the soldier frequently assumes a profound silence reigned also in the sky the birds had ceased their songs after a solemn interval of about two minutes joyous transports and frantic applause greeted with the same spontaneity the first reappearance of the solar rays and the melancholy and indefinable sense of depression gave way to a deep and unfeigned exultation which no one sought to moderate or repress every one who witnessed this phenomenon one of the most sublime which nature offers was profoundly moved and took away with him an impression never to be forgotten the peasants especially were terrified by the darkness as they believed that they were losing their sight a poor child tending his flock completely ignorant of what was coming saw the sun slowly growing dim in a cloudless sky when its light had entirely disappeared the poor child completely carried away by terror began to cry and call for help his tears flowed again when the first ray of light reappeared reassured he clasped his hands crying o oh, beautiful sun is not the cry of this child the cry of humanity so long as eclipses were not known to be the natural consequences of the motion of the moon about the earth and before it was understood that their occurrence could be predicted with the utmost precision it was natural that they should have produced a deep impression and been associated with the idea of the end of the world the same is true of other celestial phenomena and notably of the sudden appearance of unknown suns an event much rarer than an eclipse the most celebrated of these appearances was that of fifteen seventy two on the eleventh of november of that year about a month after the massacre of st bartholomew a brilliant star of the first magnitude suddenly appeared in the constellation of cassiopeia the stupefaction was general not only on the part of the public to which it was visible every night in the sky but also on the part of scientists who could not explain its appearance 
astrologers found a solution of the enigma in the assertion that it was the star of the magi whose reappearance announced the return of the son of god the last judgment and the resurrection this statement made a deep impression upon all classes of society the star gradually diminished in splendor and at the end of about eighteen months went out without having caused any other disaster than that which human folly itself adds to the misery of a none too prosperous planet science records several apparitions of this nature but the above was the most remarkable a like agitation has accompanied all the grand phenomena of nature especially those which have been unforeseen in the chronicles of the middle ages and even in more recent memoirs we read of the terror which the aurora borealis showers of shooting stars and the fall of meteorites have produced among the alarmed spectators recently during the meteor shower of november twenty seventh eighteen seventy two when the sky was filled with more than forty thousand meteorites belonging to the dispersed comet of biela women of the lower classes at nice especially as also at rome in their excitement sought information of those whom they thought able to explain the cause of these celestial fireworks which they had at once associated with the end of the world and with the fall of the stars which it was foretold would usher in that last great event earthquakes and volcanic eruptions have sometimes attained such proportions as to lead to the fear that the end of the world was at hand imagine the state of mind of the inhabitants of herculaneum and of pompeii when the eruption of vesuvius buried them in showers of ashes was not this for them the end of the world and more recently were not those who witnessed the eruption of krakatoa of the same opinion impenetrable darkness lasting eighteen hours an atmosphere like a furnace filling the eyes nose and ears with ashes the deep and incessant cannonade of the volcano the falling of pumice stones from the black sky the terrible scene illuminated only at intervals by the lurid lightning or the fireballs on the spars and rigging of vessels the thunder echoing from cloud and sea with an infernal musketry the shower of ashes turning into a deluge of mud this was the experience of the passengers of a java vessel during the night of eighteen hours from the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth of august eighteen eighty three when a portion of the island of krakatoa was hurled into the air and the sea after having first retreated swept upon the shore to a height of thirty-five meters and to a distance of from one to ten kilometers over a coastline of five hundred kilometers and in the reflux carried away with it the four cities jernjan merak talakpatan and anger and the entire population of the region more than forty thousand souls for a long time the progress of vessels was hindered by floating bodies inextricably interlaced and human fingers with their nails and fragments of heads with their hair were found in the stomach of fishes those who escaped or who saw the catastrophe from some vessel and lived to welcome again the light of day which had seemed forever extinguished relate in terror with what resignation they expected the end of the world persuaded that its very foundations were giving way and that the knell of a universal doom had sounded one eyewitness assures us that he would not again pass through such an experience for all the wealth that could be imagined the sun was extinguished and death seemed to reign sovereign over nature this eruption moreover was of such terrific violence that it was heard through the earth at the antipodes it reached an altitude of twenty thousand meters 
producing an atmospheric disturbance which made the circuit of the entire globe in thirty-five hours the barometer fell four millimeters in paris even and left for more than a year in the upper layers of the atmosphere a fine dust which illumined by the sun gave rise to those magnificent twilight displays admired so much throughout the world these are formidable disturbances partial ends of the world certain earthquakes deserve citation with these terrible volcanic eruptions so disastrous have been their consequences in the earthquake of lisbon november first seventeen fifty five thirty thousand persons perished the shock was felt over an area four times as large as that of europe when lima was destroyed october twenty eighth seventeen twenty four the sea rose twenty-seven meters above its ordinary level rushed upon the city and erased it so completely that not a single house was left vessels were found in the fields several kilometers from the shore on december tenth eighteen sixty nine the inhabitants of the city of onla in asia minor alarmed by subterranean noises and a first violent trembling of the earth took refuge on a neighboring hilltop whence to their stupefaction they saw several crevasses open in the city which within a few moments entirely disappeared in the bowels of the earth we have direct evidence that under circumstances far less dramatic as for example on the occasion of the earthquake at nice february twenty third eighteen eighty seven the idea of the end of the world was the very first which presented itself to the mind the history of the earth furnishes a remarkable number of like dramas catastrophes of a partial character threatening the world's final destruction it is fitting that we should devote a moment to the consideration of these great phenomena as also to the history of that belief in the end of the world which has appeared in every age though modified by the progress of human knowledge faith has in part disappeared mystery and superstition which struck the imagination of our ancestors and which has been so curiously represented in the portals of our great cathedrals and in the sculpture and painting inspired by christian traditions this theological aspect of the last great day has given place to the scientific study of the probable life of the solar system to which we belong the geocentric and anthropocentric conception of the universe which makes man the centre and end of creation has become gradually transformed and has at last disappeared for we know that our humble planet is but an island in the infinite that human history has thus far been founded on pure illusions and that the dignity of man consists in his intellectual and moral worth is not the destiny and sovereign end of the human mind the exact knowledge of things the search after truth during the nineteenth century evil prophets more or less sincere have twenty-five times announced the end of the world basing their prophecies upon cabalistic calculations destitute of serious foundation like predictions will recur so long as the race exists but this historic interlude although opportune has for a moment interrupted our narrative let us hasten to return to the twenty-fifth century for we have reached its most critical moment end of chapter six part two